Let's talk about Jacob Blake. Let's also discuss why we need to talk to our young people about how to deal with racial attacks. What about the Nottingham Carnival this year? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. Do not let the behaviour of others destroy your inner peace. The Dalai Lama. A nice short quote, but I think it hits the point perfectly. So this week, I enjoyed another episode of African Renaissance with Afwa Hirsch. Africa Renaissance, when art meets power. So this week it was on um, uh, BBC4 and they were focusing on Senegal. I don't, don't know too much about Senegal, so this was a, a real education for me. I really like the show. I really like what, what Afwa is doing with that amazing show. So uh, Senegal, French-speaking nation, um, dynamic film and fashion, hip-hop scene, Really, really impressed with their um, the art, the, the the creative, the creative stuff they do over there, um, and learn a bit about their the story of Leopold Sankor, a poet who became the father of Senegalese independence. Um, so yeah, very interesting. Definitely check that out. Um, you can catch it on the iPlayer, etc. And they, they, there's multiple shows, but as I've said before, BBC Four are really putting on some good stuff um, and again hats off to Afwa Hirsch because it's a great show so also uh, this week uh, there's been some talk the WHO the World Health Organization have spoken about a pandemic and talking about we might have to deal with this for the next two years um, and I also read something from a Chinese doctor Dr. Shan Wenghong infectious disease expert and he says um, it won't be eradicated for about four years. Um, and really, it's just about how we, how we deal with the peaks and the waves and stuff like that. So, yeah, business as usual. We, you know, it's here. We've got to deal with it, and we can deal with it. We've dealt with worse things as, as a human race, so we can definitely deal with this. Um, and unfortunately, a couple of more uh, athletes have, have recently got it. And, obviously, you know, obviously there are still people being heavily affected and whatnot and you know my thoughts goes out to them um but yeah so recently Usain Bolt uh celebrated his birthday in Jamaica and he is now tested positive and also Pogba has also been tested positive so he'll be well they're both be in isolation for a while but obviously Pogba will be m- missing a few matches um but as as we all know you know when you hear you know these people that are are healthy um, with no underlying issues, it pretty much runs through them. Um, and, you know, some of them have a, a bad, a worse time than others. But, you know, less and less people are dying from it in the UK, it seems. And that can only be a good thing. But as I said, my thoughts still go out for all the people that have, have died from it or have gone through a really bad time. Because I, I know people personal to me as well that have gone through it and are, are still in recovery somewhat. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, serious business. Serious business. Um, I mean, one one of the one of the pluses. I mean, you know, they say there's always a silver lining. One of the pluses that's come out of this whole COVID thing is, in regards to work, is that 
it's definitely, you know, the, the genie's out of the bottle in regards to remote working, you know, working from home. You know, uh, many employers would have frowned upon too much of that, you know, in certain industries. But now we've had to do it. It's really shown that, you know, we could have been doing this a long time ago, working from home. You know, um, does that mean we should be working at home all the time? No, definitely not. There's some, some, some roles, some businesses you have to be on site, you know, if you're dealing with people, you you know, some things you have to do on site, but not every day and not for, you know, there's some reasons you don't need to, you know. We, we're, we're now using technology that's been here for many, many years, but obviously when you, it's hard teaching the old dog new tricks, I suppose, and I'm, I'm talking about the whole of society, really, so, but now we've been forced to learn it, um, the genie's out of the, the bottle, and I, I think, obviously, there's some people that just don't want to go back into work, um, but yeah, uh, a, a mixture of the two. So, so that's going to be interesting to see how that how that works out. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was it was all over the papers. Kind of went viral with this um, this guy Billy Steele, you know, with his his racist taunts, um, calling the, the the young black boys on on the, on the train um, his pets, and you know, just racist racial slander. Anyway, I'm sure you guys all know and have seen the video and one of the young boys gets up and knocks him out. Um, the, the unfortunate thing with that is, you know, is, you know, obviously it's a criminal offence to, to do that, you know, even though the aggravation was there, obviously, for the world to see. Um, and, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, the police, I think the, the, the man has said that he doesn't want to press charges, but the police are still looking to press charges so we, we, we'll have to see how that pans out um it's just a it's just um I mean it's, it's a who who's who's gonna stand there and take that kind of abuse you know uh, me I can't condone the violence um but you know it's it's hard I mean it's hard for an adult I mean there'd be many adults who who don't condone violence um that may have ended up getting physical with somebody who was being so overtly abusive you know um with no shame and and with no no conscience like it, it was his god-given right to say what he wants to say and you know you just have to listen to it um you know I, I suppose a clearer thinking person uh may have said okay you know what this man's being racist this is an offense this is a criminal offense what's coming out of his mouth and the way he's dealing with us let's ring the alarm the train would stop and you'd expect the the people to come and you know arrest him, call the police, you know racial harassment, etc. Um, but that's somebody who's calm-minded, level-minded, you know. And in the heat of the moment, not everybody's like that. But um, and I think maybe the trust within in, trust of the police and 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 the right thing being done, maybe there's a lack of that as well. But but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, you know, this this man, he apparently comes from a lot of money, his parents are quite wealthy, etc. Um, but, you know, he obviously had, has some privilege issues in his mind that he is able to do that, um, care not, and there would be no repercussions for it. Unfortunately, the repercussions were physical. Um, I'm just glad that it wasn't a, a knockout punch that landed him, you know, dead you know because you can you know you, you you drop you fall the wrong way hit your head you know then kids would have been at least on a manslaughter charge so 
um, yeah, we have to we have to think about how how we deal with these things and and these. I mean, I was gonna say, you know, the people that are being bigoted, they need to think about what they're doing, but they they're doing what they feel they need to do, and I can't really see them stopping doing that. So we have to we have to deal with how we're gonna deal with it. Um, and the worst thing we really want to do is put ourselves in a situation where we've gone over the top and we find ourselves as being the aggressor in the scenario. So these are the things we have to think about, especially with our young children, because our, our young children haven't had as much experience and maybe their tolerance level isn't as high as ours. So maybe we need to speak to them about how they deal with um, racial racial attacks, racial slurs, just racism in society because you're not we're not going to stop it anytime soon as we can see. Um but we can change the way how we deal with it and how we let it affect us. You know, so I think that's something we could do. Um I had an interesting conversation um the past few days in regards to the old slogan of no blacks, no dogs, no Irish. Um and it it made me look into why uh, they, they, they spoke about not having no Irish and why they spoke about not having no dogs and why they spoke about not ha- having no blacks. Now, with the blacks, it's, it's quite clear um, uh, why, you know, that was just racism based on colour. That's pretty much what that's down to. Um, with, the, with the dogs, I would presume that that is about, you know, people having their house that they want to rent out and they don't want dogs dirtying up their house, fouling up their house, you know, making their house smell, whatever. Um, but it's, it's more about that because I, I know one thing for sure, in England, English people love their dogs, you know. English white people specifically do love their dogs. They love their animals, you know, in, in general. So I know it's not through not loving their pet because obviously... You know, dogs is a, is a man's best friend, as they say. So I know it wasn't about that. So in regards, to, so I was really interested in what it was in regards to Irish. So looked into that a bit and and found out about um, the Irish Kingdom of Munster, um, which was colonised by by England many many years ago. They weren't ever taken as slaves, um, but they were colonised and you know brutalised uh, by by England. So. There's that underlying thing that goes on with them. But also, and I don't know if this goes back to when they were talking about no blacks, no Irish, no dogs, but I do know that you have Irish travellers who are also um, uh, have to deal with bigotry. They're, they're, really, they're, they're outcast by Irish people, let alone other people who, who, are, who are not from, from their culture, etc. So I'm not, so, you know, it gave a bit of insight as to why they didn't, um, well, they'd put no Irish because there was that tension that had gone on historically. But truth be told, I mean, we're here now in 2020 and the truth is, um, if you're Irish, you can, you can get on in life. You know, you, you, you know, you're, you're the right colour. If it's about colour, you're the right colour to get on in life and that's not going to hold you back. Um, and yeah, you, you, you're not going to be restricted by any of those things that may be restricted in the past when those kind of um, posters were put on doors. Maybe travellers still have to deal with it, for sure. And I think they do. I, I definitely empathise with the travellers that have to handle it. But, but not so much the Irish, I'd say. And, and obviously, as I said, we know black people have to deal with it just on the base of their colour, even till today. Even till today unfortunately you know um i mean back in that that time say like 1943 those were the times um churchill 
um, and you know the issues with colonialism and the Bengal famine in India, um, and and the things that the things that Churchill said about about the Asians. So it it wasn't just black. It wasn't just Asians. Sorry, and it wasn't just uh, the Irish. You know, it was it was everybody pretty much. Everybody felt something in some shape or another. But the things that um, that uh, Churchill said. Um, such as um, any aid sent to, because obviously there was again through the famine, there was a famine, the, the Bengal famine, and he said um, any aid uh, sent to India would be futile because Indians breed like rabbits. So a totally disrespectful um, and you know offensive uh, phrase, you know. But th this is this was the world we were living in. So you know, th 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 it wasn't just the black people or the Irish or the dogs. You know, but again, Asian people can get by pretty much now in the world, you know, just like Irish people can get by and dogs definitely can get by with no issues about, you know, them being dogs or Irish just being Irish or Indians just being Indians. But as we know, black people have to deal with um, different stuff, hence, hence everything that's going on in the world at the moment. So that being said, you know, this this week has been a horrific time. You know, in, in America, when you think about um, Jacob Jacob Blake, you know he, he this is a, a black man who's now he's been shot in his back seven times um, in front of his children. His children were in the car, um, and I, I think apparently he was tasered before this this situation, and and the taser didn't work, um, and he was walking away from the officer. You can see it on the video, um, and goes into his car. Um, and yeah, they, they shot him in his back seven times. I think there was talk about he may have had a knife in the car, etc. But seven times in the back. Seven times. I mean, one shot, you know, one shot is going to, one shot and you standing back is going to stop uh, anybody attacking you. Um, so if that was the fear, if that's what's going to come out later, you got you got to talk about seven shots. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean... Yeah, um, it just it just begs begs belief, really. Um, you know, sparked a whole load of violence in Wisconsin at the moment, um, and even the the Wisconsin governor has spoken about the excessive use of force, and the doctor saying it'd be a miracle if he can walk again. Um, and and during all of these the riots and everything that's kicked up off of the back of that, you've got this seventeen year old um, white protester. Um, going around with his AR-15, I think it was, um, shooting, you know, shooting at, at, at protesters, you know, and, and off the back of that, he's now, he's now on a murder charge, you know, um, two murder charges, I believe. Um, but, but what really, really stood out to me is, you know, I'm watching the TV and I'm seeing this, this boy walking, you know, after he's, he, he's, he's been attacked, because he's, he's shooting at people. He's shot two people who have turned out now to be dead. Then he, so then he walks towards the police with his hands up, this AR-15 swinging around his neck. And you've got at least, I saw at least three uh, um, police cars, you know, driving slow. This man, this boy is standing in front of these cars, hands up, gun swinging, and the police are not stopping. Now, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if it's just me, but... I know for a fact, if this was a young black man, an old black man, a black woman at that, walking with a machine gun, 
hanging around their neck and their hands up. Let's just say they would at least have been arrested. Let's let's keep it let's keep it positive. They would have them car police cars would have at least stopped and he would have been arrested immediately. I didn't understand the delay. I mean, obviously they did end up arresting him, but my God, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous to see and so ironic, you know. Um, but you know, I, I'm I'm gonna be following that case, um, you know, to 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 see how how that kind of pans out because I know you're allowed to have guns in America. I know you're allowed to defend your property, um, but. I don't know. I mean, this 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 stuff that's happened in America is just it's just surreal. This is it's just surreal, and it has repercussions everywhere. And I know there's people in England thinking, well, you know, that's happening over there, and it's not like that here. Listen, when you see as a black person, you see a black person dying, any even if it's in a movie, it doesn't feel good. You know, when you when you see in slavery movies and you're seeing the horrific torture. Um, that people had to endure hundreds of years ago. It, it doesn't feel good in a movie. It doesn't feel good if it's happening in Africa. It doesn't feel good when you're watching it happen in America. It doesn't feel good at all because you see it so many times and you know what it's based on. So you know it could be you. You know it could be you, you know? And it and things happen in the UK as well. We've spoken about that, you know? I, I mean, just to, to go back last, I think it was last month they in Bristol where they run down the boy the NHS worker in, in Bristol, just because he was black, you know? So stuff happens across the world. So when we see it, we feel it. I, let me say me, when I see it, I feel it. I feel it as a black man. When I see it, I feel it. So, you know, um, I, I just hope, I just hope other, you know, races can empathize with that. And this, this is why, this is why, I mean, other, I mean, I know there's people from various races that can empathize with that, but this is why I have a problem with this word, BAME. This, this acronym BAME, because the things that affect us don't affect everybody else. The things that affect Asian people don't affect everybody else. The things that affect travellers, Irish travellers, don't affect anybody else, you know? When they talk about, you know, the BAME community are affected by COVID more than anybody else, are they talking about the white travellers from Ireland? Are they included in that? Are they talking about Turkish people? I'm sure they all of these people come under, you know, black, at black, what is it, black, Asian, and ethnic minorities. I think it is. I forget the acronym. It just, it just, it just does my head in. It just that doesn't make any sense because we're all different. We have different struggles, different issues. So to be when you bunch us all up together, you can't address what's going on for us, you know. Um, and and as I said, you know. Them, the travellers, the travellers are discriminated a lot, you know, um, but they would come under BAME, you know, because they're an ethnic minority, as far as I understand, unless I'm, unless I'm misunderstanding something, but I don't, I don't like the, um, the acronym, I think it's, I think it's not fit for purpose, to be fair, so, so yeah, yeah, they, they, there's a lot going on, and it's, I just, I just hope, and, and, and pray for um, Jacob Blake and his family, because, you know, whatever he done wrong, Whatever he done wrong, he didn't deserve four shots in the back. Because as far as I can hear, he, he, he hasn't killed no one. He hasn't. I'm, look, I ain't even going to go into what he might have done or what he might, have done, might not have done. But seven shots in the back don't make no sense. Um, so uh, there's been a civil, civil rights march um, today as well. Um, 
with the Blake family and George Floyd's family come together in Washington. Thousands of people have turned out. Um, you'll probably see it on the news if you haven't seen it already. Um, loads of powerful speeches, etc. Um, but on the other, I think a few hours before, uh, Trump was, I mean, sorry, and with these thousands, thousands of people, as I said, thousands of people there for them, people are, were really being, not so much social distancing, but definitely wearing their masks. So people are conscious of, you know, we are gathering and we do need to look, look after ourselves in regards to this COVID situation. But in stark contrast, you, you saw the Trump rally. There was only about 2,000 people there. Nobody wearing no masks. Nobody wearing no masks. Um, and even within his speech, he didn't even speak about black people in America. He didn't speak about George Floyd or, or Jacob Blake. No mention at all, you know, which was... <laughs> it's, well, it's just telling. It's just really telling. Um, the only thing... The only thing that I would say <laughs> that was positive, well, not even positive, that was impressive was the fireworks, you know. He had some nice fireworks, but it's just odd how how, how you can be uh, the president of, of, of the free world and not address the biggest issue going on in America right now for this whole year, that and COVID, you know. And this man has been shot in his back this week and you're you're not going to talk about it in fact i think he went on to actually speak about how um the police are scared and the police need to uh have more confidence in because they're scared to do their job ridiculous absolutely ridiculous absolutely stoking stoking tensions in america so yeah the, the america can only change that you know we can only watch from in, in england and, and just watch but um yeah it's only america can change america so um, the BBC have raised um, issues in regards to uh, the BBC proms, Royal Britannia, sorry, Royal Britannia and Land of Hope and Glory. So the BBC felt feel like, you know, um, it's not appropriate for the, the lyrics to be sung so that they're not going to have the lyrics at this year's event. Um, but they said next year um, things will be back to normal and they'll have the lyrics just as it always has been. So I don't know what all that's about. I mean, me personally... I don't watch the proms and I don't really care. I wouldn't even have, I've heard that song many years through my life and it hasn't made no difference to me. Um, now I understand what the lyrics are about, etc. It's like, okay, it's, it's not good. It's not perfect. Maybe we should think about what we do. I don't really mind either way, but um, I, I do, I do think it's interesting that the BBC who, you know, just, recently uh, we're, we're catching flack for 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 saying the n-word multiple times or having having reporters mention it multiple times are now doing talking about these songs etc um yeah I, i'm 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 more interested in um why the police are blowing uh, uh black men to smithereens you know when their backs turn that's that's what i'm more interested in to be fair Yes, so on ITV's um, this morning, Eamon Holmes had uh, Nigel Farage and Femi Olowole, who's a political activist on there. So basically he was uh, commenting uh, about the, the BBC's decision in regards to the proms. And he, he basically ex explained that if, if a rapist wrote a song about how he himself had, been, had never been raped, 
would would we be singing the song? Yeah. So if a rapist made a song about how he had never been raped, but he was a rapist, um, uh, would we ever be singing that song? And he rightfully said, no, we wouldn't. Of course we wouldn't, you know, because that, that would be the, the rapist singing about his position at the top of the food chain, you know, so we wouldn't be doing it. So I, I, get, the, I get the point, but as I said before, me personally, I'm not interested either way. There's too many other crazy things. There's, there's bigger things we need to deal with um, than these songs. And, and as he also said, this has been instigated by the BBC for whatever reason. So, you know, that, that is what it is. Um, but on a lighter note, this weekend is carnival weekend. Carnival weekend. So party time, all of that stuff. But obviously we're in a COVID time. So we, you know, we have to deal with social distancing. We're not going to be able to be walking up and down. I mean, to be fair, the weather doesn't look like it's that kind of weather anyway. Um, but it's, it's still happening. They're going to be doing it um, remotely. Um, this year and they're, they're obviously they're filming it at um, Abbey Road Studios um, but just to say you know um, and you know for people that don't know the the beginnings of Carnival you know Carnival was it came about through a woman a Trinid Trinidadian woman um, called Claudia Jones um, and she basically put together an indoor Caribbean festival in St Pancras Hall in 1959 so she's been right, widely credited for um, sowing the seeds for, for Carnival in the UK. Um, and in 1966, uh, the first outdoor festival took place in the streets of Notting Hill. So that's the origins. You know, this is something that, you know, we as black people have put together um, and, you know, maintained over the years. It's got good press, it's got bad press, but, you know, it, it still survives today. So obviously there's going to be people that are going to want to go out um, obviously they've put in the, the laws just in time to say you're getting a 10 grand fine if you're caught putting on events etc so we know how, where that was targeted at um, but um, but they are, like I said they are for the first time going to be doing a digital version um, over four channels um, for the first time for the first time in the 54 year history of Carnival um, it's going to be held online so that's going to be interesting um, I for one, I'll, I'll be watching it, you know, why not, you know, I'll be watching it for sure, um, uh, and it's going to include uh, some British acts, R&B acts, soul acts, I think Omar, Terry Walker, Sun Divas, Donnie, Carol Thompson, Janet Kay, um, some authentic Calypso and Soka band, so yeah, it's going to be good, I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to seeing how they, how they pull that together, I mean, there's a lot of historic things happening this year, and that this, this is one of them, it's going to be a different experience, but Let's not get it twisted. Once we're over this COVID situation, Carnival will be back and, you know, we'll be representing ourselves, you know, um, once a year um, on the streets, enjoying ourselves as we like to do. Um, uh, something that come up this year for me personally, and I, and I was glad to see it on the news in some ways, Not it's not really a positive thing, but I grow uh, fruit and veg um, in my garden. Gardening is one of my hobbies. So, um, and my crop, I have had some issues with, you know, uh, my, my fruit and veg coming through, but I heard on the, on, on the report that the harvest in the UK has been the worst for the past 40 years, worst for the past 40 years. So that's to do with the weather, our extremes, um, the weather being, you know, topsy turvy for various different reasons. So, so yes, yeah, it wasn't just me, you know, so I'm, I'm not happy about it, you know, but 
you know, I thought it was just me. I thought I was losing my, my, my green fingered touch. But anyway, um, we digress. Um, so I just leaves me to say thank you. Um, thank you for joining me this week um, and choosing Pablo's podcast. And hopefully you can join me on the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.